G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt, the Sydney review show for the weekend at Rose Hill for the Cornwall Classic, but uh, there was a pretty decent support card and we're in for a very wet week going into the multiple group ones this Saturday at Rose Hill, but uh, I'll start with Rob Scurry in the yard and uh, Rob, you're coming off, I think you said it was almost a career best performance, but I'm sure you've done better in terms of the numbers, but you obviously saw them very well. Yeah, mate, they were talking to me on the weekend. Uh, <laughs> If I only kicked off with Welsh legend for the punters, you know, I, I had a great result on the race and I'm just like, oh, why not tip it? Mark was tipping it. Looked perfect. Great house. Anyway, great day. Yeah. In terms of seeing him from the yard, I don't think I've seen him better. Beautiful. Mark Sheen, how'd you see the day overall? Um, uh, about a C minus from me. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, did, did a lot of too much wet form and then couldn't uh, couldn't get the brain going for the dry. So, no, I, I left it in. That's that's pretty much me in a nutshell at uh, Mooney Valley. Uh, Mark Roden, you've obviously started the card really well with Welsh legend and picked up a few more along the way. So, a handsome day for yourself. Uh, it was all right. Yeah, I gave a little bit back at Gosford, unfortunately. Uh, got a race wrong there. But uh, Toffy Tongue was good in, as well. Yeah, he had a good result in Welsh legend. Just needed. Again, one more to push it over the top. I thought the two-year-old race, um, the Phillies race might be that. Um, I was really confident about that, but uh, I catered with that blue diamond form, uh, upset the apple cart for me. But uh, Mark's point's a good one. It's, you get it when you're in the headspace of a you know softer heavy and you end up with a good and firm track. It's very difficult to adjust on the fly. We will talk about that regarding this Saturday a little bit later because you're looking at the forecast and... I'm not sure what number you have at the end of the heady, but it's probably in double digits. Anyway, we'll talk about that at the end. Uh, we'll start with a two-year-old race in race two for the Phillies, and as you said, arcaded. It's coming up from, from Melbourne, and that blue diamond form is really starting to stick pretty strong for this season. Um, and Rob, I was just mentioning to you before, it just is a pretty pro two-year-old for a Saturday class. Exactly, and I think that's all this race was, just, just like a, a Saturday two-year-old Phillies race. Um, she, she went out on top. She couldn't have done any better. She is what she is. She's, she's, she's yeah, just a pro, not not big, not small. Um, I had a spec on the Gary Nixon, um, Andrew Banks horse here, so um, I need my head red. Um, Excuse. Other than that, Three white he was. Excuse. Uh, uh, dual, yeah, dual Latila somewhere. Um, maybe got a race in it, but uh, yeah, I, I can't see Arcaded measuring up next week unless you know, maybe a bit like Kiyomichi, she did it off this um platform last time at a big price. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Mark Sheen, slowly run race, five lengths slow to the 600. Are you doing anything with these two year old fillies? No, I think I think uh, the, the winner paraded uh, beautifully, uh, not overly big, but um, she was in the right spot at the right time. I, th I think these will be struggling to win a Saturday race down the track, some of them, uh, some of the place getters anyway. Uh, Kate uh, did the job quite well, and um, no, I'm not, not really wrapped in anything. Latino Blend went okay, was jumping from Newcastle 900 and and uh, was hitting the line okay, so maybe down the track, but um, no, not a great field. And Mark Roden, for you, anything to follow out of this race? Not to follow. I was, as I said, this is a race I wanted to bet in on Robadira and Jamea, and I was, I was in trouble pretty early when the ride on Jamea. I don't know if that was a jockey decision or stable instructions or whatever, but it was just a disastrous decision the way the track was playing. That said, I can't say it should have won because they run 
uh, did handle on the line. So I'm not yeah. saying she was a good thing beaten, but she, I don't think she had every chance. But whether I want to chase my money, I've been on her twice in a row. I don't know if I want to keep throwing good money after bad. However, yeah, Trump's that's come to Doula. She's the one out of the race. Andrew Banks, rocket <laughs> change. We'll watch out for that next start, I'm sure. <laughs> Race three on the card was the Pago Pago, although I think you guys say it a bit differently depending on which state you're in. Um, anyway, I'll stick with Pago Pago being a, a sand groper. Uh, 1,200 metres for the Colts and Geldings. Shakiro, Rob Scurry, one of your old mates. Uh, even race in terms of the speed, 0.8 length slow to the 600. But Rob, run us through how you saw them because you had Shakiro and Tiger of Malaysia, uh, both who yeah. you've had time for previously. Yeah, big time. Um, Shakira has been very good to me, um, and it looked like it improved somewhere between, I don't know, two and five lengths. And um, unlike Tiger of Malay, uh, it looked like Mac Map to advantage, so it, it had to be a bet. Um, as, you know, Hilal was likely to go back. He, he looked like he'd trained on. I actually sent out uh, Hilal on top, or maybe it was five, six, one. Yep. Anyway, um, great, great ride. On Tiger of Malay, not so good. Halal. Um, I'll be following, you know, the first two, and <laughs> not much else in the race, I'd say. How did ingratiating parade? Just, just okay. Put him in yeah. fourth in the numbers. Just, just like, you know, for, it was a really hot day, and it wasn't sweating up, and it seemed to be walking pretty well. But I just thought the, you know, the one, five, and six looked better. Mark Sheen, the Colts and Geldings have recorded probably about a two-length superior performance to the Phillies. But again, are you following any of these two-year-olds going to the next week? Um, look, I think there's a couple of good runs in this race. Uh, Mizzou, uh, who'd won on debut, was luckless in this race. They elected to take the sit to get him to settle. He'd been very fierce in a couple of trials before that win at Canterbury. And, uh, well, he got into a lot of trouble in the early part of the straight. I think he got out early. He may have nearly won the race. So he's definitely one to follow. He's by Morris, so I think he'll train on. And again, very negative tactics on Halal. He had two horses draw wider than pressed forward and got a trail three wide. So I think he could have been probably three to four lengths closer. I'm not sure what the tactics were here, but maybe they're just looking towards the size. Yep, yep. Uh, Mark Roden, the market took a set against ingratiating late. Um, do you think that was just purely map related? Could have been. I, it didn't need, he didn't need to be that far back, I thought. Um, he didn't need to win this either. And if they're going again next week, so there could well be something left. Um, there's nothing wrong with its run. Not that I don't think this forms... I don't think this forms A-grade, but there's not much A-grade two-year-old form actually going around. Mm. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, it, it ran second in the Blue Diamond, which I keep saying is the strongest form reference for the two-year-olds. You can make a case to forgive this run. Um, and it's going around again next week, so maybe it's a silly chance. I, I had no lead on it at all on wet, however. Yep. Maybe it was blinkers off and the fact that they were going to run, as Mark said, seven days into the slipper, so yeah. maybe people were treating this as, uh, you know, might need the run sort of thing. Very diplomatically put. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to pay for 10000 anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, that could be the story out of the race, but... Yeah, I, I, I thought Shakira might never win another race, but he's proven me wrong. Okay. Uh, do you have any time for any of the others? Just purely off what you've seen in the the data since since Saturday. Um, off the data, no. I mean, Mizzou was un, unlucky, and there was some. Yeah, Hillel wasn't given much chance in a similar way to ingratiating, really. Um, 
I didn't mind the run of the first starter, or I think probably not this level, but there's a win in him. I like the way he closed off. <clears throat> okay. What about Tiger Malay for the size? Yeah, well, they're, they're missing the slipper and going that way, which we actually said after his first up run was probably the way to go, didn't we? Surely he's going to be single fingers in the race. Oh, it, yeah. It's hard to, you know, oh, the weather and the RDR barrier, but... Good run favourite, yeah. Seems like a good platform to me. I'm sure you've got a ticket already in the futures, Rob. Yes. <laughs> race four was over 2,000 metres, the sky-high stakes... The Group 3 and Toffee Tongue, uh, we mentioned this horse before, got the job done. And also, I think this is the same run it had last preparation when it peaked on that occasion. Wouldn't necessarily say this was a, a peak performance, but they've gone even for the class, 1.4 length slow to the 600. Lobbed in a perfect spot and was able to get over the top of Spirit Ridge. Rob Scurry, this was one of the horses that you had a decent play on on the day. Yeah, that's... Half a unit each way, $15. I didn't know whether it was a perfect waller or an at-top waller, but it was it's somewhere in... Maybe it's just a today waller. It just looked like it couldn't present any better. And, you know, Colette, with the drying track, she was, you know, getting pretty hot. It was a hot day, so you had to forgive horses for sweating. Um, but to me, it just looked like it couldn't parade any better and um, never thought it was going to get there. So so blessed um, Pommy Tommy um, getting that one home. Spirit Ridge, a bit sweaty, will improve. Um, Colette, you know, maybe giving itself up as at least once a five or worse, you know, to run its best. Mark Sheen, is that how you see the favourite here, Colette? Um, yeah, I think, uh, well, she missed the start and she had to be used up a little bit, but um, she was pretty plain up the straight from the 400, wasn't she? Look, she'd run a couple of decent races on dry ground just behind the place getters in the Epsom, so um, probably a little bit disappointing, but... Um, yeah, maybe she does need that uh, wet ground now to produce her best. Toffee Tongue, as Rob said, did parade beautifully and well found by both Rob and Mark. So uh, they got a result there. And uh, Tommy Mark, when I think they should be sending Tommy a uh, scratch it or something. <laughs> Bottle of wine. <laughs> uh, Mark Roden, it's uh, good to have Tom Markwin back in the country because at least he's able to get some of these results to turn your way. He's pretty strong yes. going to the line. I think he was certainly the difference between winning and losing in this case. Robbie Dolan did a really nice job on the leader, rated it to um, perfection, really, and has just been nutted on the line by uh, the vigour of T. Markwin throwing it over the line. God bless him. Um, yeah, the, what we were alluding to both pre-race oh, or on the preview show was um, it was the head, the short half head second to very elegant in the Turnbull third up um, last prep and also first run at 2000 for the prep again. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I'm not sure she's gone to that level and yep. uh, on this occasion, but she's got the money anyway, which was the main thing. Yeah, will be interesting to see how she goes next start, that's for sure. Uh, the McCartan Stakes of 1,100 metres, another Group 3 on the card, was won by California Zimble. Even race, even speed once more, one and a half lengths fast to the 600. Uh, Rob Scurry, run us through a few of the chances here. You had a bunch finished with California Zimble knocking off Easy Eddie in order of command. Oh, so, yeah, got the try in order here um, with plays on California Zimble and Easy Eddie. So, lovely watch up the straight. Um, really enjoyed this race. Um, I do recall uh, Mark Sheen was his bet of the day, and I, and I thought the horse looked forward enough. And it can get a little bit hot, and it wasn't, as I said, it was a hot day. So, it was just, it was just had to had to go, had to be a bet. And, and Easy Eddie, I hadn't seen him parade better for a long time. Order of command impressed as a type. Uh, I haven't seen him before. And um, big boy, um, 
just as a you know a little bit going on between him and the strapper which i didn't you know whereas the other two just walked around really well so um really really keen to to follow california zimbal out of the race i think she's you know i'm not sure she's a grade but she's just not far mm-hmm. off it um prime candidate ran well again looked well again his old mate um but yeah other than that um yeah, california zimbal out of the race for me mark shane what are you doing with this race going forward yeah, I think the winner still had a bit of improvement. She normally does, even though she's won first up, she uh, normally trains on quite well. So she just got into a nice position here. And I think the fence might have just started to be a little bit off by this stage. So just got into a nice position there. A couple of those leaders did a bit of work early and knocked up. Wonderbar got into an awful spot, as, uh, as Mark did predict. Um, but I thought she was fantastic from the back on a day where it was pretty hard to make ground. So... I think they're the two to look for, five and nine, personally. Yeah, Mark Roden, is that the way that you saw this race? Yeah, it was pre-race. I didn't like Wanderbar's map. Um, yep. and But I managed to stuff it up anyway because I, I then landed on order of command in California Zimbal and hadn't backed California Zimbal early. And as the price kept shortening, I decided to let it go. So I've lost on the race, unfortunately. Um, totally agree. That was a super run from Wanderbar hammering home. I think 1100 is a shade short of their best trip as well as... Um, yep. Uh, I'd rather her on a soft track than dry. So uh, she's come back flying, obviously. Um, up in trip and soft track, she could be a complete moral next time out. And speaking of uh, complete morals, this horse, Super, who's a 1,400-metres-plus horse, uh, I would suggest that his best has run over 900 and 1,100 so far. He's run completely out of his grade here and finished off really well. Back to the midweeks, at 78 or something over 1,300. He will be very hard to beat. Okay, we'll keep an eye out for Super then. Uh, we'll head to race six on the card, which was the Farlap Stakes over 1500, which is group two for the three-year-olds. And Hungry Heart, after, I guess, disappointing so many times the last preparation, finally got the job done um, as a narrow favourite, defeating the Irishman in a fast-run race, four and a half lengths fast for the class on punting forms data to the 600. Rob, run us through how Hungry Heart paraded. Very well. Like, another... Beautiful Waller parade, parader. Um, walked very well, trained on, coat great. But, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, I was going to go back. And I still thought that it was an on-speed kind of day at this point. So, like, seems a bit short. So I actually stayed out of the race. These three-year-olds have been killing me um, this this autumn. So um, Poland, decent enough type. I, I don't know if he's had enough this time in. I remember Mark Roden saying that run uh, he had at Caulfield might have flattened him. Maybe it has. Um, but, you know, when I'm seeing old mate Bazooka and, you know, wondering if he's, you know, should be in the numbers, possibly a bet. Um, I don't think there's, there's, there's really much here. Um, I'm not sure what, you know, probably avoiding the form. Yep. Uh, Mark Sheehan, what do you think the difference was for Hungry Heart on the weekend? Why was it suddenly a win? Well, I think Poland over raced in front. I think the Victorians didn't really stand up. Impecunious mm. looked uh, very light to my eye. It didn't grab me at all. Um, and Embolism sweated up a bit and had a tough run. So, you know, maybe there wasn't much left to beat in the, at the end. Um, I think she got run to suit, dry track, um, and she's come down the outside, which probably at that stage of the day uh, off the rail was the place to be. So I think things fell into place for her, but at least she's got a win under her belt. Yeah. Are you going to follow her going forward or any of these for that matter? 
Well, look, look, she was she was well behind Forbidden Love and horses of that ilk, uh, Montefilia, Miravale. So she's she's got all form around those. So you know she's going to step up against good fillies next time out. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where she goes. Whether she goes to the uh, Vinery over two thousand metres would probably be her next run. So she'll be taking on some good fillies there. You would think. Yep, uh, that certainly does look the case, doesn't it, Mark Roden? Uh. Yes, this race didn't pan out at all like I thought it would. I thought Daltown might lead in a pretty moderate pace with Poland taking a sit, but uh, that didn't eventuate. That set it up for the winner, uh, dry track and fast pace. And yeah, that, that was what she wanted. Um, yeah, I, I did have a question mark on whether Yaletown was up to this class, and I thought in a moderate pace he might get away with it, but I think the speed that was put on by Poland exposed that he's not yet there. I, I think he's got something, but uh, he's not there yet. Um, yeah, and Impecunious was pretty ordinary, I thought. Um, yeah, if Poland wasn't flat after Caulfield, he'd be flat after this. Yeah. <laughs> I think we got an upgrade at this stage to a good three, which we haven't had, which is a bit of a watershed moment on a Metropolitan <laughs> Saturday, a good three. <laughs> There was a bit of cheering in the in the uh, rink when they put up a good three. No one's seen it for a while. Outstanding. Uh, Race seven was the group one, the Coolmore Classic over 1500 for the Phillies and Mares and Crone has uh, hit that rare air for uh, for Tony Gollan and Tim Clark and was strong going through the line, defeating Mizzy. Uh, I think, Mark Roden, that was one of your plays of the day, wasn't it, at a bit of a price? Uh, half looked chance there and got run over late. Uh, in terms of the speed, 1.8 lengths fast to the 600 on punting form starter. So, again, just another evenly run race. Rob Scurry, run us through the fillies and mares. Oh, a lot of good-looking good horses. I, I was maybe a bit, bit, you know, waller in love at this stage and might, might have had a bit of rose-coloured glasses on Madame Rouge and subpoenaed. Mm. Um, I could, I thought Ice Bath had trained on as well. Um, Mizzy looked great. She looked like she was better than she was in the Wait for Age race. So she was a play for me as well. And... Um, yeah, Crone, Crone paraded well, but she just, she just looks like a good Saturday horse. She doesn't look like a Group 1 horse to me. Um, Sovereign Award, I think I, I, I re resent out the Ben Cousins, you know, ripped, ripped yep. Ben Cousins style. Um, and that's, you know, come across from a wide gate and, and knocked up pretty badly late. Um, other than that, old, old girlfriend Dame Giselle, maybe the three-year-old fillies aren't terrible, Mark Sheen. Yeah, well, they ran all right here. Dame Giselle and Vangelic didn't have a lot of um, luck in the straight, so she should have finished closer. So, yeah, I suppose they had no weight on their back and they were entitled to, to do something. But, um, look, she's just a mere in form, isn't she? Crone, yeah. wet and dry. She's run an outstanding section the last two wins. She's going on good sections again on Saturday. So, um, beautiful ride from Tim Clark. She's going to win a long way from home, 450 out. She was jogging behind them and... When she finally got the split, she exploded. I thought Supine was great. Um, I agree with Robert. Probably the best she'd ever paraded, but she got into a bad spot. Three wide on a limb, no cover. And um, I thought um, she could progress from that run going to to a mile at Ramick. All Saints Eve, another one who I think will definitely improve going to a mile at Ramick. Forbidden Love was a forgive run. Um, I didn't really like her at the price, but uh, she had no luck in the race. Got skittled on two or three occasions. Mark Roden, any love for old mate Ice Bath going forward to a uh, potential wet track at some stage? Well, that'll be the key, but I just don't, I'm not sure if the 
I'm not as in love as I was last prep, put it that way. Okay. But the, uh, certainly comes into play on any any time she strikes a wet track. Um, yeah, I was on Crone last time, and actually, you know, I think I said on the review show last time, well, she's proven she belongs at this level, and yeah. um, do I back her at double figure odds? No. Uh, I'm busy. Uh, yes, he did raise hope for uh, 50 metres or so, but Crone is always looking to win a, um, from a fair way out, so... Uh, no hard luck stories there, just a, a nearish miss. Um, yeah, subpoenaed unlucky. Yeah, N not much more to add from me, really. Okay, no worries. Uh, we'll just preview race eight to finish with the Ajax Stakes over 1500. And I am Superman, who wasn't suited last start at Caulfield, just came up and ran around in a very slowly run race and got the job done. 2.8 lengths slow to the 600. They went, uh, Rob, I am Superman. How did he parade there on Saturday? Lovely, lovely horse. Bit, I level staked him, then I then I changed to to, to back and rock a bit more to win. Um, I'm Superman. Always been a really good type. Um, I thought a Dicko. Hope he was on it. Um, rock. Um, this stable can horses can parade a bit tubby, a bit woolly. First up, I thought he paraded um, not like that. He not I wouldn't say forward, but um, he he and he's got such a beautiful walk on him. Rock. I, I think I think he's um, in for a good prep. I didn't really think much Buffalo River. Um, think it over. He seems to be just flying at the moment. Maybe he, he's a wait for age horse. I, I, I don't know. Looks like Elvis um, always catches my eye. Mr. Seawolf as well. Roly Poly, perfect waller. Um, he looked really well first up. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, Rock's the one to follow out of the race. Mark Sheen, how'd you see this race on Saturday? Um, yeah, well, I think the drawing track was sort of against Buffalo River there. He looked a bit like first time I'd seen him and, and broke out. So, you know, he maybe he's had a bit of racing his last couple of runs here now. So three runs in, but doesn't carry a lot of condition. I agree with Rock. I've definitely seen him look better, but obviously he's going to take on races like the Doncaster and, and such. So he's going to be in hard company. Winner got a nice run after being three wide down the back and then got a nice uh, sit in behind them. And Creadera is probably in the life uh, brigade now. <laughs> Mark Roden, uh, Buffalo River only went 14 lengths slower than it did last start on uh, between the, the blamey stakes then going to the Ajax. So not leading uh, might have been, the I guess, the key to his disappointment there. Possibly. Um, so you won't say Pengo, Pengo, but you will say Ajax. It's, it's WA pronunciation's got me. Well, you can't say... Derby, you whatever you say, Derby, don't you? Well, we say Derby for the football, but Derby for the racing. So go figure. <laughs> it's complex. <Right. laughs> um, yeah, there's probably a happy medium, hopefully, somewhere for Buffalo River between insane breakneck uh, charging in front and um, going too slow. Um, yeah, it, you know, these are the the Group Two, Group Three horses. They, yep. you know, who gets the right run on the day tends to win, and that happened to be I am Superman. Um, Second up, we'll say he won track and distance second up last time. You know, another this run, this run last prep like Toffee Tongue. Um, definitely an important form factor. Think it over, just going fantastic. His, his handicap rating's too high, though. I mean, he, he Rob suggested he might be away for age horse. Well, he's going to have to be now because his handicap rating is 106. So he's, you know, he had 58 in this, which I backed him, but I, I mentioned before on Thursday that the horse 58 wasn't a great weight for him. Um, he's probably going to have too much weight in the Doncaster. Um, to win it, and yeah, he, he really has to step up to Wade um company now, which is a bit unfortunate for him, I think. 
Uh, but yeah, and yes, I have to agree. That surely is the end of the market stuff affair with Creadiris. $2.40 again, eh? How about that? Something there for the uh, pink button smashes. Uh, all right, that brings us to the end. I'll get some horses to follow from each of you. Mark Sheen, I'll start with you. I thought uh, Mizzou out of uh, race three, I think it was, the Pago Pago or Pango Pango. I've been there, but I was on a cruise. I was pretty drunk. Um, <laughs> and I think Nudge Nudge in the last was a very good uh, run, eye-catching run coming from well back. And uh, I thought she paraded great. So it was just a little bit short for her. She was another one who will be heading for those mares races, but I thought it was a good return. Okay. Mark Roden, a couple of horses for yourself. Um, in a race over the carnival on a wet track, Wonderbar definitely was the one for me. Um, and back to weaker grade, um, Super from the same race I mentioned earlier. And out of the two-year-olds, the, uh, the thing I mentioned on Thursday, Converge, who I thought, uh, I thought 1,200 was a, a task first up, then he was three wide for most of the race, and he was only beaten a length and a half. So back to the midweeks and maybe back to 1,100 or 1,000 could be winning. Okay, and Rob Scurry, a couple of two follow out of the yard. Uh, Tiger Malay into the um, size. Uh, Shakira can run well again next week, um, but it's all a bit up in the air with the wet tracks looming. You know, we've had a touch of autumn today. Once they really get wet from now, it, it, it's hard to get them dry if we don't get the warm, warm weather. Um, but uh, fingers crossed, it's a good three on Saturday, so, you know, Christmas. But, um, yeah, that, that's about it, Tiger Malay. Okay, very good. Uh, you did mention the week ahead. Uh, there's a little bit of rain forecast tomorrow. There's also a meeting at Hawkesbury, then Kenzo Wednesday, Newcastle Thursday, and then Kembler and Rose Hill on Saturday. But the forecast is anywhere from 5 to 10 mils Wednesday and then 10 to 30-odd on Thursday, much the same Friday, much the same Saturday. So it could be anything. Mark Sheen, if you're doing the form, if you're looking to get some early or some late futures I should say for this Saturday in the two-year-olds we're looking at the slipper what are you thinking at this stage uh, well I suppose stay inside and four moves ahead of the the two that are both proven in the wet uh, on more than one occasion so um, but you know Sydney's a big place like it absolutely poured at my job yeah. on Friday and it didn't rain at Rose Hill so you know they got the forecast right in some respects <laughs> uh, but uh, Rose Hill didn't get a drop it would have been and it would have been wet at Randwick, so uh, so whether it lands at Rose Hill through the week is another another thing we've got to look at. Rob, you're uh, very much a, a student of the, the yard at this time of year. Is there one of the races that you're really keen to be in the yard for on Saturday? Um, oh, look, the Golden Slip is always good. Um, maybe the, the rider. Oh, it's, a good, it's just a great day. It's Carnival Day. Yeah. Um, but, on, you know, on, on, a heavy, on a heavy track, it's... It's best not to kind of to think about it too much, whether it's going to be heavy or it's going to be dry. Just just, just get there and try and enjoy it and find some winners for the Panthers. Yes, exactly right. Uh, Mark Roden, the fun doesn't stop at this stage. You're still pretty busy for this week. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Got three midweek meetings again. Um, not sure how aggressive I'll be at Hawkesbury with rain tipped during the day. Um, that might be one to go tread warily with. But plenty on. And the, the, the midweek metros at this time of year are really good because those 78... Plus horses get forced out of the Saturday um, cards onto the Wednesday one, so there, there should be something for us there. I should just ask a quick question before we finish up. Mark Sheen, do you have any live futures tickets for this Saturday? Uh, well, I'm on those two wet trackers in the slipper and I'm on Animo as well, so there's three you can cross oh. out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a trifecta. 
There's three you can put the pen through for sure. <laughs> Good thing. One of those, you know, yeah, I'm not going to say it. No, nah, wrong. <laughs> they are. That's the pointy end of the market right there. Come on, surely. For something. Nah, I've been through it enough to know that surely doesn't apply. Oh. Well, we'll... Uh... We'll discuss it on uh, thir- or later in the week. Uh, we'll do a full preview of the big races there on Saturday. Until then, enjoy the week, guys, and go well.